I was okay. thinking about um, like what um, today when you wrote the whole list of things, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds good. I would. We. I was thinking how we could talk about like the fairies because we both have had experiences with them, like you with your trip and like me with it was a way smaller experience but i thought we could talk about that or i don't know yeah so there's something else let's 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 okay let's talk about fairies um <laughs> let's talk about fairies let's i mean the thing is is that like i don't know i have to say like i kind of hate that like okay so i saw fairies when i was on drugs <laughs> except that it was like uh i was i did shrooms magic mushrooms like a year and a half ago for the first time and the only time and they were awesome and they were great but like whatever i was in the redwood forest and i i'm not obsessed with fairies i don't really think about fairies i mean like i know who tinkerbell was and i watched like willow or something and fern goalie or something when i was little but it's not like i'm like a fairy person or i wasn't going after fairies or whatever i just like there was fairies everywhere in the redwood forest and it was i felt like okay if i would have done mushrooms in my bedroom or in an office or i don't think i would have seen fairies i don't think i was seeing fairies because just that i was on mushrooms i actually think and this is crazy but i think it's some kind of dimension opener or portal exactly. opener and definitely like i think those lived there like I saw like the first thing I saw like when my vision sort of changed was I was sitting next to this tree and I looked over and there was like like a gnome like a little garden wooded like old man like, yeah like a simple like I mean he didn't have a red hat or the pointy red hat or whatever but he definitely had like the old man face and he was almost like he was made of wood in a way wow. but he wasn't but he like he had like that like really really earthen tone colors to him and I was like, whoa, and he, and he kind of like looked at me like, don't look at me, and then turned into the tree, and like went into the tree, and I was like, wow, whoa, whoa, and then I started looking around, and there was all these little green fairies buzzing around, and they were like this big, and they, they had their own language that didn't even sound like English, but they sang to me, and I even, um, rec I tried to record, like actually have a recording of what they sang to me, but it's me singing what they're singing to me as they're singing it to me. So I maybe can put that in. I don't know. Yeah. I want to hear it. It's I'll, so did they, so they acknowledged you and were singing to you, not, not yeah. like the, um, the gnome or the leprechaun or whatever you want to say he was that they, yeah. like, he just kind of, he ignored you. He realized you were there and they was like, I'll oh, see you later. But they well, actually, like at first they were flying around everywhere. And like, I don't think they thought I could see them. And then at some point, like one kind of figured out that I was able to see it. And then like it, the message just sort of spread. And then they all would, they all like came over to me and were like speaking gibberish and nonsense to me. And I had no idea what they were saying. And, and it's, and it was weird because, they were cool, but there were these, I think they were nymphs, if that's a thing. I don't know. If for some reason, I just thought that, but they were like as big as trees, like these giant women who were like, almost like the, they were just like these electric green silhouette of like an idealized woman shape. And they were real beautiful. And they would like peek over trees and like, look at me. And they, and the whole forest was like singing this song or they were all like in unison in terms of, they had like some sort of um, uh, 
unity music going on. I don't know if that, I don't know how to explain it, but I was just like, I felt like I was in, like I was in their space, in their dimension going like, looking around going like, it was super cool, but uh, I didn't understand what they were saying to me. It was, there was no yeah. telepathy. It wasn't like, you know, where yeah. like uh, whatever they could say, I understood. I mean, they did lead me to my tent. Like I knew they wanted me to go be alone in my tent because they were, they were using hand motions. Like I was a baby and like having me follow them as they were flying in front of my face and stuff. And, uh, then I went and had an ego death. That's what, what happened with that. But so, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I never believed in fairies until a year and a half ago. And then now I'm like, oh yeah, they're, I, I don't think I could have, I mean, obviously, I don't know. It, that's the other thing. Like, I, I just really don't think that I could have imagined that. Yeah. Right. Well, like your subconscious at that level or like there was, it was just going in that direction. It's interesting that it would have chosen there if it wasn't, if it wasn't real, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I guess it's like, and a lot of people argue like, well, of course, like you have the context of what a fairy is and you know, you don't know what yeah. your brain is capable of doing or whatever. So yeah, of course sure. you could have imagined that. Right. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. But, uh, my feeling, yeah, no. whatever, whatever that I is, totally uh, is that I think they are on another dimension, but that they live here. Exactly. Like it's a, it's like, a, it's like a layover, like a, like a, I don't know, just like some parallel, kind of, like, like there's some sort of veil that like we're on the same, like we're on the same planet, but in a different timeline or a different, like, I don't know what you call that, but vibration. Yeah, or if yeah. this is a video game, like we're in level one and they're in level two or vice versa, or I don't really right. know, but it's something um, that's overlaid. That's what I think too, right. Yeah, there's different vibrations. I think that you just tapped into that vibrational level, like you said, and, and we're able to see it under the influence of medicinal mushrooms. You know, they, that's, what, that's what they're there for, to open up your your brain in that sense and to have different right, kind of like connections some sort of that's what i think yeah cool uh, i know that well, i have, I yeah, have an experience, right but yeah so i i live in oaxaca mexico and there are a lot of stories about about fairies and elves and people like people will people that are from here will say that their grandparents um, all have stories from the mountains and they live in a mount the, the fairies and elves live in this mountainous area just north of of Oaxaca um, like of the valley of Oaxaca where the, where this capital is so the stories that they told they're like well it seems like there's a leprechaun and they play jokes and I was like wow it's it's interesting that they have the same um the same kind of history as what you hear about Ireland and the leprechauns and I don't know how much truth there is to that or or how much um I don't know like uh, history there is but it's a lot of the same type of thing like that like leprechauns play jokes and they do funny things to you so one weekend I went it was my first weekend that I ever left my son um, for for the weekend he was like three years old and I was like ah, I'm leaving him I'm going I'm going to this women's retreat up in the mountains but I really just wanted to reconnect with myself reconnect with nature and other women so I went up there and I arrive and I had thought about these stories. So I get to the place and the, and the name of the restaurant in the place is called Los Duendes, which is, which is like leprechaun or elf. 
So I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. I didn't really think anything of it. But then a little while later, when they were telling us the rules of what we're supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do, she's, um, the woman in charge was like, don't leave any food out. And then they, the people who were directing it look at each other. So I, I assumed it was for animals, um, which it may have been. But they were like, no, don't leave any food outside. Just make sure if you have any snacks that you, they're well you know, guarded inside your cabin. So I was like, all right, whatever. And, um, and so then that night, there was like this crazy, it was, it was raining, it was raining in the middle of the night. I don't even know what time it was, probably like two o'clock in the morning. I was sharing a cabin with other women I didn't know. And I hear this like conversation happening outside. And so it woke me up and I, I was like, well, that's weird. Like the people who work here must be getting people to their cabin, but in the middle of the night and we're way up in the mountains. It just seemed like a weird thing that people would be arriving in the middle of the night in the rain and stuff. But I was like, plus it doesn't even sound like Spanish and indigenous language. It's like, I have no idea what they're saying. And it was at a different tone that you would never hear. It was like, yeah. And the, there was one noise all the way down, like seemingly downhill. And then one behind my cabin, like uphill. And so there was this conversation happening. And then all of a sudden they hear this big bunk on the door. And I was like, what, what was that? And I got freaked out, right? So then I didn't think anything of it. And so then the next morning at breakfast, Somebody's like, did you hear that? Did you guys hear the leprechaun last night? Did you hear, did you hear the um, duendes? And so I was like, whoa, 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 wait, other people heard this? I didn't know what that was, but that makes sense to me. So then, then we started getting into the conversation and they were like, well, yeah, that's why they told people not to leave out food because actually the, um, the elves like sweet food. And so they'll come and like take the candy and whatever. Um, or they'll think that you left it for them. So, and they play jokes, like they'll, they'll play practical jokes. So they may take stuff and like leave other stuff. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. So then later on that day, I, we went for a walk and I were fi finding four leaf clovers everywhere. I mean, four leaf clovers, not even just one. They were entire fields of four leaf clovers. It was the weirdest thing. So I was right, like, when you're supposed so to be a genetic weird. anomaly that technically only happens like once in a million clovers, right? Like that's why they're a- Yeah. Like, I, I suppose so. And plus they're associated with like the leprechauns and elves and stuff. So I was like, what is that about? You know, because there, there's, again, there's a, like the same history of Ireland and like the four leaf clovers, or at least that's the American story version that happened in Ireland. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that did or not. So, okay, fine, fine. Now it's getting to be dusk and we're eating dinner and someone's like, did you guys see the fairies? And I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like, this was a this was a yoga retreat women's weekend. Nobody was doing any drug. There was no alcohol. It was pretty much that was it. People were doing kundalini yoga and meditating and retreating. So I was like, wait, did you just say fairies? What do you mean fairies? So she's like, no, if you go outside right now, you can see them. I was like, I gotta go see some fairies, you know? So yeah. I go out and there are, I can't even describe what it was like it was the most beautiful thing i've ever seen like in the moment because i was like what is this so it was dusk and there was just a little bit of light shining from cabins or like the restaurant and so anything that reflected there were water um drops because it had rained and there were just like water drops all over the plants and inside each droplet of water like you would see a little sparkling sparkling light like an iridescent light like pink and green and blue. And I was like, what is this? So I would just try to look at it. Cause I was like, is this like a lightning bug? Maybe it's a lightning bug. 
but mm -hmm. I could never see anything except for this little light appear. And so I was like, I'm just going to focus on one little light to see if it's, if it's going to like what it's going to do, you know? So I'd look at the little light and it would go up and out at like, uh, like on and off, but then it would change colors. It wouldn't like, it wouldn't stay the same color. So it would change from like blue to yellow and then, and then like to pink. Oh, so, so it not, they, they weren't stuck in one. No. That's awesome. It was so weird. And so then uh, some of the women were like, you know, if you talk to them or if you sing to them, they'll get really, they'll get brighter. So everyone was just like, oh, we love you fairies. Like shine for us brighter, you know? And so, I mean, who knows if it did? Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, I so wanted to take a picture. And everyone was like, no, no, no pictures, no pictures. It's going to scare them. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I understand because of the light. Like it was probably too bright of a light. So I didn't take any pictures. I could only say for doubters that, okay, well, there was some kind of weird lightning bug that changes colors. And it was the smallest bug I've ever seen because it was just like a tiny, tiny drop of light. And they changed colors um, like from blue to pink to, so it just kept changing. I don't know what to say about that, but I was like, wow. It was just an incredible place. And my other friends have told stories. There's plenty of stories going around Oaxaca about elves and stuff but i have friends that swear up and down that their you know their grandparents have done like had stories and have gotten healed or they've children have gotten let off and then they were like where were you oh i was playing with the other like that little that little man yeah, well, i mean like i i have a good friend in uh in scotland and i used to live with these irish guys when i lived in london and uh like they kind of have like some bad fairies like they don't necessarily always associate them with like good i mean and i sometimes i don't even think that they're um like tiny for them like they can be i, I don't know they 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 act like at some point i mean there's folk folklore of them stealing children and right, you know right. are exactly. trading out children and yes uh, you know like just some some weird they have a lot, they have a lot of really bizarre folk folklore in like the celtic uh yeah traditions which and actually leprechauns are not necessarily like just tricksters they're also kind of you know jerks like they're not right right exactly yeah, yeah they're not always they're not like nice necessarily yeah i guess suppose there's like maybe there's different types or yeah, yeah, personalities sure. i mean even and, on my yeah. one little trip i saw like 18 different sizes and different species That's crazy like i don't know that they were i mean yeah yeah but i yeah that was weird is i actually listened to this podcast about fairies um recently and it was not good but um uh it was like the guy was saying something, well, now I'm definitely not going to tell you which podcast it was since I just said it's not good. But uh, anyway, <laughs> the, the dude was super boring. That's why it wasn't good. Anyway, uh, he was saying that it's, it's like 95% of the seers that claim said that they've seen are women. And mainly the young, young women, young girls claim that they see it a lot. And then also um, like a fairy's predominantly seem to be female fairies so right that's, right that's kind of interesting I, I know my mom claims that um about I don't know five to eight ten years ago she's in uh we're in Dallas and she was like in the morning drinking coffee outside on her patio in the spring and she said that just clear as day like this little like green she didn't, it wasn't neon green. Like I, she said it like was basically was wearing a leaf dress, almost like something to go. But she said even her legs and her skin and her face, she said like everything about her was like 
olive green and she said she said she was about as big as like a bumblebee she flew up right by my mom and then you know like looked at my mom for a second my mom was like what the heck and then just flew off and my mom was like i i think i saw a fairy like wow. i don't know if that's true or not but you know i think i saw a fairy but um wow i have another friend who uh claims that she was in the hot tub and that she was um that she sort of saw like kind of like snowflakes this were that were kind of tumbling at the edge of the the um hot tub rim or something and she like like looked a little closer and she said it was it's a, it was actually little little fairies like dressed in all icicles and stuff like like on the on the rim and she's she's like she didn't even know what to do she just sat and watched them um so it's it's weird and like people are kind of like i can't say that i can't tell anybody that because it's right am i crazy or what right um well my my mom's friend has a picture she sent it to me i should i should post it at the end of this video um that there's there's a picture she took the picture of the flower but then what appeared was was a fairy in the flower so you can see it i mean people will argue and be like that's not a fairy but you'll see it and you'll be like wow so. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, I've, I've, I've also, I don't know, I've watched some other thing, like, you know, after my thing, I was like looking up all these, like, do adult people, human beings see uh, fairies? Is this like a thing? And apparently it, in like in the spiritual community, it's like a thing. It's like, there's, yes, people have like, yeah, there are people are really connection. into the, in the fairy gardens and, you know, people put them and make fairy gardens specifically for fairies. I mean, some people just make them because they're adorable and, and beautiful like right. part of your garden, but like other people make them for fairies, like inviting them. I just like, if we take away whether they do exist or don't exist or the folklore has any substance or whatever, like I, I just kind of wonder, um, like what, what, what is that? What is that? That there's a, there's things that we can't see all the time but that there's like there's a veil that thins between our worlds or collides in our worlds it's like is that some sort of space-time continuum or is it like they particularly have powers where they can decide if you can see them or not or is that like you know i i think it's a vibrational thing also because if they if they're able to come into our vibe our Our um, yeah our field exactly then we're able to see them and the other thing is we don't really process our, our eyes don't process at the speed of other animals or other types of, I don't know, well, I guess animals more than anything. We don't, we're not able to see what other people can see or what other. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's even true with like our spectrum of light, you know I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. How much nephews can't, are like red, red, green, colorblind and they can't, you know, I right. mean, it's weird. Cause I saw like the color wheel of what they can see the other day. And I was just like, Oh, wow like so that's what two cones in your eyes does versus three i mean so yeah uh really changes things yeah so that's part of it like how much you're actually getting and then how much you're able to process at a time anyway yeah and if you were to slow down or speed up things you would be able to see different things that so if you were if you're able to see like a time lapse in a video right so if you see something that's happening really fast you can see it growing, like let's say a seed grow into a, a plant, right? But you can also see other things that are happening that you wouldn't be able to see in the moment. So 
That's actually a really good point. And that there's, um, okay. So that's like your frame rate, right? So you're, there's a part in your brain that, um, uh, you know, ours is apparently 24 frames per second is about what the human brain processes. That's why you're, you know, whatever. And that's why when you do 36 frames per second, it appears to be 3d like that's, you know, the 3d movies or whatever, or high, Mm -hmm. high definition. It's because it's more imagery then the brain can process. So it like hyper pigments, everything for us. Yes. Well, um, uh, I was reading some study about how, uh, they think, um, like frame rate or maybe, uh, okay. Basically, I don't know what I read or what, but what I decided was that there was this dude I was talking at who works at Google and he was saying that like, if, 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 if uh, frame rates are different, like let's say there was an alien that had a frame rate that was like, I don't know, like a million frames per second or like one frame per second, like it saying hello could be so fast. You would never catch it or so slow that it would take a millennial to be like, hello, like, and we yeah. would never be able to perceive you know, because our time, like the full picture. Yeah. yeah. And our time things aren't on the same work. But also I was thinking that like, well, they say a lot of meditators perhaps can like kind of slow down the aging process and it's because they can slow their frame rate is what mm-hmm. one theory is. So like, let's say the reason maybe like these tortoises are living 150 years and they move like, is because maybe we should study like how like time is perceived within the brain in terms of frame rates, because maybe tortoises really are only getting like 15 frames per second. Whereas like a bumblebee is getting like, and it dies in three days, like, or, um, you know, or like a dog that, you know, like one, one of our years is seven of its years. Like maybe it really is like at a hundred frame rates per second or something. And that's why they're all hyper and this and that, and they burn out. Yeah, They perceive it differently. So may, they I, perceive time differently. And I, yeah, I think perception of time might have something to do with the rate at which your telomeres yeah. like, or your, your yeah. cells divide and thereby your life expectancy, you know, happens. I don't know. That's yeah. just, um, that would be an interesting angle, I think, for, to be studied. Yeah. And I was, it would be interesting to see a study on that for sure. It would take, I wonder if there's even, um, ways to study it like the instruments to actually do do the studying but who knows um when i when you were talking about like the speeding up or slowing down the frames maybe if you were able to do that you would have been able to understand the fairies you know maybe it was like they were speaking a different language perhaps but in addition to that if they were speaking super fast if that could have been recorded and slowed down then maybe we would be able to like get the message somehow because it wasn't tele, you weren't able to pick it up telepathically. No. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. We can pause this on the thing, but like, I'm gonna go get my other phone and just play you. I'm gonna play it on here, but just to, I'll we'll leave it running. But hold on, I I know where my other phone is. I'll be right back. One okay. second. Okay, I'm back. All right. So, um, uh, sorry, my hair is all. Uh, okay. So this one is called Shroom Trip. <laughs> That's. Uh, let's see here. Good label. <laughs> Good label. Okay, so the uh, I heard singing. I still hear buzzing in my ear, but it would be like. I can't sing. 
That's what it sounded like. Okay, it's pretty but cool. I mean, that's just their little melody they were singing, but they, that, they were all singing it in like rounds and stuff. But then I have notes on like, um, some of the, I had, I, I ended up writing down a big, uh, I wrote a bunch of notes afterwards, but they had certain, I remember there was like a lot of buh and muh, uh, sounds like, uh, sounds. Uh -huh. yeah, like they had different, um, yeah, I mean, it was like good. syllables or something. Uh-huh. Well, when you were, oh, yeah, I said, I said, I heard a lot of words like sh uh, shuka, my, bly, and muh. Like they incorporated those sounds in their language a lot. So cool. That's, that's great that you have that recorded. There I was mean, like, as soon as it was done, I was like, Maria, I'm glad that you were able to do that. Maria Sabina is a medicine woman from Oaxaca and she lived, maybe she, I don't know when she died, maybe in the 1980s. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, but she, as a child, went into the forest with her sister and she they they were eat, they ate medicinal mushrooms without really knowing and she since then she was able to um she became a medicine woman and and grew up and was able to cure people of a lot of their ailments but she has recorded a song so anytime people would come to see her she would sing them the song that she got through the mushroom so maybe it's the mushroom that's also giving you the song. Who knows? But um, or it's that. Or it's, again, it's that that field because she was she she lived in the mountains, and who knows about the fairy realm there? But um, but I, it just made me think of that when you said about the like the song. And so she would sing, and there's her there's recordings of her singing um, after she's done the medicine ceremony and like offering their song to the people that come to see her. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. that's kind of weird because I didn't know that and I also got a little song uh it was yeah like, hey, yeah cool. exactly and so she would be like this is your song like this is the song that, that they're off they're telling me to like give you like this is the offering huh so that's your song I guess that's my <laughs> you got song, your song. Yeah, I got, I got my, my fair the fairies were singing me a song there um yeah and uh, you know the like the one thing I do I uh, think is a little cool and bizarre and something to take note of is that, um, and I guess this is a theme sort of that I always have to play around with in life, but is that like we as human beings act as parasites, like meaning we act like we're allergic to the planet. Like, like we're in our little rooms, like just with our stuff that looks like this and just, you know, everything yes. about our life is just like, don't touch that plant. Do not, I have mud on me. Oh my God, this is dirty. There's germ. Like we're allergic to the place that we live on and that we're born on. Everything has to be only 72 degrees temperature. I have to, everything has to be just right for us to like be okay. Um, yeah. and you know, I don't know if it's mainly, I mean, maybe I watched, um, what is that avatar or something too much, but, or fern goalie or whatever. But I just think like, the thing I got from the fairies is that they are symbiosis with their, their exactly. environment. Their environment. Totally. Like yeah. you can tell they're obviously intelligent beings if they're real, whatever. I mean, like they're, they're, um, you know, they're communicating with each other. I, they have emotions. They're intelligent. They're talking with each other. They have like structures, um, in terms, they don't have giant buildings or whatever. They live within the, the trees or whatever, but they don't hurt whatever they're living on. And they don't right. try to change it. They live within it. And um, yeah, they totally live within it. We're like Love the that. only animal 
on the planet that doesn't do that. And it's so weird. And it, that kind of in so itself weird. makes me think we're not even native or there's something like, like, why do we do that? What, what is wrong with us? I don't know either. I always think that I'm like, we, we built these huge buildings and like, I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe it's just part of the experiment, the human experiment and, and making progress, so to speak. But I don't know why we can't just live with the environment. It's like, uh, you we know, can live, we can totally live like lives that are filled with everything that we need from planet earth. There's nothing else that we need to create, but yet we still like, like you said, box ourselves in this area. And even like the technology that we're using, do we, yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, we need it, but like, I don't know, we could be communicating telepathically at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I, it feels to me like, um, you know, the stories that people have of other alien, I mean, even my own little light being people or what, like they're speaking telepathically. I, I don't know if those things are, I don't know what those are. If they're figments yeah. of my imagination or if they're actually like aliens from another space or if they're dimensional beings or if they're some government that I don't know what they are. I'm not even pretending to know what they are, but whatever they are, they're more intelligent than I am, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so that's the thing that's confusing to me is like, why, like, I, I just, we, we really do. If you look at what a parasite does, a parasite gets onto its host and it sucks yep. it dry until it kills it. And I feel like we're That's parasites we're upon Gaia. Like we're sucking her dry and yep. we kill everything else in our, exactly in our path. Right. It's like we encroach on every other species territory. And, you know, like I, I, you know, I talked to this lady yesterday who like grows like a little tiny peach orchard or something. And, um, she was saying that, oh, well, we're not organic. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I don't really know or care. And then she was like, well, I mean, because the bugs are just so horrible. They'll just eat everything. You'll get nothing out of it. You know, you just gotta get, you have to use the pesticides for the bugs. And then also the squirrels, the squirrels will just take a peach. They'll take that a nibble out of it. And then they want a new peach. You know, they don't want to eat the whole peach. They just want the very first bite. <laughs> you know, and then like, so she went on and on about, about the peach. Can't you leave them a bowl of peaches and be like, Gary, right, here's your uh, share. I know, but and I'm just <laughs> there thinking, well, I don't know. I mean, but we have to commercialize everything, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Well, plus we've gotten so out of control, just like a parasite has with our population. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm not into the population control theory, but really like, let's, let's, let's look at what we're doing. We just have live longer life expectancies and we just keep going and going. And like, I have no idea. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird, you know, like I'm 36 and childless and it's like, I get, I get a lot of societal pressure, like, you know, time's a chicken. And it's like, you guess what? You know what? Like if I don't have kids, that's actually an option. That's okay too, yes, by the way. Exactly. Um, if I have them cool, but if I don't, don't judge me on that. Like, like that's cool. Yeah, um, exactly. but a lot of people don't think like that. No, I know. I've, I've worked with them when I, I know <sighs> people should just let people live <laughs> yeah live and let live guys uh, yeah but anyway this like with the with us not being able to like i don't know live with our environment we're really a pretty shitty spe shitty species that compared to the rest you know it's like i saw this 
they, they just found this 400 year old, I think it's been found for a while actually, um, 400 year old shark, the longest uh, vertebrae that they've ever seen. And there's this guy like, you know, swimming with this shark that's 400 years old. I'm like, man, that shark has so much information, you know, yeah. has like, has lived for 400 years or trees that have been around. There's a tree here in Oaxaca that's about 2000 years old and people come to visit it. And I'm like, man, this tree has seen so much and knows so much. Like it's, it's just incredible. Yeah. Like all of our recorded history. All yeah, exactly. Well, and then the other thing is, I sometimes I wonder, it's like, um, you know, we pride ourselves on being intelligent and, uh, and you're kind of like, to what end though? And like, to where, where does that go? And like, what value does that hold in, in terms of if we were hunter gatherer people or whatever, who knows what we really were or weren't for like the last 150,000 years. And like, like if we keep on going at the rate we've been going the last 120 years, uh, we don't have another 150,000 years. Nope. Like just things like plastics, like don't get me started on plastics, but it's just, I mean, what are you doing? You live in this contained space and right. it, you know, there's no such yeah. thing as back of trash in their backyard. Cause it's as you have a limited amount of space that you live on. So I don't know. Anyway, like, I guess like how I got on that, how we got on that tangent is just that when I was in the fairy land or the fairy world, like they, they really live like the movie Avatar or the, or any fairy movie you see where it's right. like any Tinkerbell movie or whatever. Like, I think like they don't have, um, they don't have like these, they don't have cars and airplanes. Like they can fly and they can do what they want to do. And I, I don't, I don't really know yeah. how their system works, but it, it, uh, it's, it, they're living within their means. Yeah. Well, I think it's just an experiment with humans. Um, well, with anything, I guess, but we're, we're like, okay, let's, let's see what this will do. And we're not really a great species. I mean, I don't, I, I think that we've done more harm than good really to this planet. Have we advanced? I'm not really sure. I don't know. Have we, I guess, I guess maybe we'll one day wake up and be like, oh uh, yeah, well, I guess let's look back at what we've done. Yeah, we're good little uh, okay. consumers of things that we're good you know, consumers and we're good at war. We've been doing that for the last 9,000 years. Like, I mean, yeah, we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. What is, what else, what I else mean, are we doing? But I do think that's changing. I think that we're at the new change. Yeah. Yeah. Because for sure. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a, it's with 2012, I, I'm not going to say I'm any, anywhere near an expert, but okay. So 2012 was the, was the end of that the mind the mind calendar if you want to say was the end or like the end of the cycle but but at the same time like astrolog or um astro astronomically they 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 knew that all of the planets were at, were aligned like there was actually a, an align an alignment that was happening so a lot of people were like oh you know like world's gonna end or like what's gonna happen and so the idea was that there's well, from a little bit of what I've read there, it's like, okay, that was when a lot of the start of um, like the light from the center of the universe opened up during that alignment. And so in these years, we were in 2019, they're catching up to us. So this enlightenment is actually happening after the fact. So I do think it's going back in that direction because we can't stay in the patriarch. We can't stay forever in this darkness it's pretty much been like we've been living in the dark ages for how long yeah maybe we've had some renaissance uh, throughout but for the for the overall what's been happening i think that the pendulum is going back 
Yes, I mean, and I, 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 and I, I feel that's true, and I hope that's true. And I mean, I know for me, like 2012 was a big year. Um, like, I, you know, for I, I was definitely a um, in tune, spiritually awake kid. And then I would say like society beat it out of me by adolescence. And then, you know, in my twenties, I was definitely like a big, like, I was a good little consumer. I'll tell you that I was a good little consumer trying to live the American dream. And then, uh, I, I don't know, like in 2012, that's the year I turned 30 and, uh, I started Okay, people are gonna so think I'm so crazy, but like I actually heard, like, would hear the word starseed in my head. Like, you're a starseed, you're a starseed. And I heard it over and over again in the summer of 2012. And I was like, what the, what does that mean? You know, and I would Google it and there was nothing about it. Like, like there, like I found one time I found a, a, a test and it was like, oh, test to see if you're a starseed. And I was like, okay, let's test to see if I was a starseed. I didn't know anything like about Dolores Cannon or whoever, like that lavender. I don't know. I don't know any of these people who talk about starseed stuff. I still don't even really know what that means. All I know is that like, uh, somebody didn't tell me I was one. Like I heard I was one in my head. Um, mm -hmm. and it was in 2012 and my life has changed in 2012. Um, in terms of like, uh, my mom had a big UFO sighting then and she's, you know, was kind of freaking out about it. And so I started researching UFOs for her and like trying to find the things she saw to, to, um, and actually I'll get her on here at some point and have her like explain what she saw and we can tell that whole story. But, um, so I started doing UFO research uh, in 2012 and then, um, in 2013, I actually saw, had a, a I saw some UFOs and then it just was, it like that but that year was the year my spiritual awakening started I guess you would say and I think there a lot of people I've talked to have a similar experience in terms of like that's when they started questioning things uh-huh yeah I think it, it could happen at different you know obviously it happens at different times for different people there's a lot of things happening also astrologically like for your own sign your age and there's so many things happening but it makes sense that things turned that year but um, yeah, for me, I started getting into crop circles again. I also had like a kind of a spiritual childhood, I want to say, but then I kind of, you know, then adolescence hit and you just go in other directions and then, but it's always been there. It's always been there. I've never felt like that far away from it. Yeah. But then, um, but yeah, but then I started reading more about like, oh, crop circles. And I've always been interested in UFOs or like, conspiracy things like Bigfoot or whatever, really just like mm. things that I find interesting that I'm like, what is this? What is, this isn't normal. Um, you know, but anyway, yeah, I think, I think it's kind of like the veil, as they say, you know, you can hear that all the time, but the veil is really getting thinner and it's starting to, we're, I think we're able to like, just to, to have bigger potential than what we did before because of just the, the timing. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, yeah. Sorry, but I, I definitely think like um, uh, I, more people like are doing what we're doing right now. More people are being open about it than ever have been, which is cool. Um, yes, exactly. Right. And let's real quick, let's talk about the crop circles because like we actually um, uh, 
we actually <laughs> like, yeah, we, we met at a dome building workshop uh, last year in Oaxaca or well, in Monsoon Day, Mexico. And um, we were building these air creek domes. And anyway, like there's a bunch of people there and you're just like, whatever. But um, was I talking about crop circles or were you talking about crop circles? No, you were saying something about crop circles. And I was like, did you say crop circles? And I, and I jumped like, right in. I was like, yeah, oh, I did. Somebody, somebody's <laughs> talking about crop circles. No, you're into crop circles. Crop okay. <laughs> and I, um, you know, I saw the movie Signs with, uh, you know, in Mike Shyamalan's Signs or whatever. And, yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is that like, I think that's, I don't remember when that movie came out. Probably 2009. Anyway, then I was kind of like, well, how many crop circles are there really? And then I started researching, like, they're a real thing that happens every year. And yeah, it, it, it's, you can't make them as precise as no. they make them. I, I feel like to even some, argue whether they're real or not is just annoying. But you're right. Yeah, there's some people that have gotten better at it and whatever. But it's like, let's just forget about that. You sent that 3D um, video or article the other yeah. day about that. About, and, and I had a book on crop circles. I'd go, I'd also be like, crop circles to my friends every day. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, tell us what chapter you've read in your crop circle book. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, crop circles are crazy. They're so and they're just, everybody needs to know about them because everybody needs to know about them for real. There are messages in fields and they're making these three dimensional figures that if like, that just are mind boggling really. And they're, they're, they're awesome. helping to bring us to the next level because they're helping, I think personally, I think they're just helping us evolve intellectually or mentally at some, some level because in order to figure out some of those mathematical formulas or the communication patterns or whatever it is that they say the message is besides the pattern and the beauty itself is like we're that's helping us it's speeding us along well okay and so if you have never ever looked into crop circuits at all like the main majority of them occur in a particular um ley line area within like the southern part of um, the uk um Yay, going like, soon yeah and the Glastonbury type region in this in the south and uh they have records of them appearing within 20 minutes then there are a lot of reports of lights show up and then they're there there's people who take I mean you can look online there's all kinds of stuff on it there's people who take uh, like um those uh like infrared cameras well, not the the things that read the energy levels like you and you can have oh, it yes. in, in like like the yes. the corn the the corn right outside the circle corn right inside the circle or the crop whatever the crop is, and it's like they have a there is like an energy within these the, the crops, right exactly, um, and it's and also the crop itself when it's bent it's it shows that there's some kind of like um, uh, radiation change to it or there's some kind of change to the actual element of the crop that and if it's it, a real crop circle that, it doesn't actually harm the crop it doesn't kill it right it's right it, right it's like it it folds it and it bends it yes. and sometimes it even ties it in knots and weird stuff like yes. that but it does not um like like if a, if a dude with a plank and a board and is you know and like right. his drinking buddy went out there it. at through two in the morning and stomped on it it's like bent bent but i mean it's not as elegant as the ones that I, that for me resonate is real. Right. Yeah, no, they're amazing. Crop circles are, are pretty cool. And also people's, their equipment goes out when they're in the fields, like their filming equipment or electronic devices fail in it. People have had um, 
physical reactions in it to within the circles. So yeah, there's no question that they're real to, for me. And plus they've been recorded historically. Like, for, yeah, the first one appeared in like years. The, I think it was like 1837 or 1836. I know this because I play this timeline board game and it's like, anyway, or the first recorded one is, and they've gotten more and more sophisticated as time's gone on, which I, I feel like is a lot of um, what we're exactly. able to handle. And right. then, I mean, a lot of G. Right, and they they may be evolving creatures also, you know, whoever makes yeah. them. And so maybe they're maybe evolving. It's fairies. Well. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it could be fairies. It's fairy crops. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I would be really interested to, um, I, I mean, I, we have to go someday. We have to go to the one crop circle season's coming up, which is usually exactly. the summer. Um, usually the summer. Uh, yeah, we got to go see them. I just saw some snow circles recently, but I didn't want to like even mention them because I, I'm not sure how real those are. I, I have and seen the ice talking, circles yeah. and like the tundra and stuff. I, I think like some of those look pretty real because like, dude, you like, I, I, I saw a couple on um, some lake in Serbia or something, but, or there was also um, some snow ones somewhere in real, real far North Canada that like you cannot see any other foot prints anywhere that like well, people were saying other oh, drones or whatever but who knows I don't know yeah see that's that is also the thing is like yeah we have a lot of technology we have a lot of video technology that's why it's like you could have the best footage of a UFO ever in the history of the world besides one that's moving up and down like this and people would sort of go it's photoshopped it's, it's whatever I mean, right I don't, exactly. I don't know exactly well the one that I was talking about I didn't realize that there were like ice ones that are in the tundra as well now this one was more like it was more it was recent it was a snow one and it, it I, I wasn't sure if it was real but it wasn't i don't know it seemed like it was it was a, it was an owl actually it was a really cool design of an owl so either way if somebody did it it was awesome but um but i thought well this who knows what this is yeah yeah and i mean i yeah I, I, I don't know. Uh, I have like, uh, I can hear stones, um, which so that's why I really would like be curious if I, if, 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 if I can hear anything whenever I, uh, I go to a crop circle or not. But you know, so um, for instance, the very first time I went to Stonehenge, I was like 23, totally was like repressing my woo woo that kind of sounds bad, but you know, like the, <laughs> but you're, <laughs> no, but you know, like I wasn't into any of this stuff and, um, <laughs> I get there and I was like, you hear that? It's like whistle. Like, what is that hum? Like what is going on? And the stones actually have like a hum like an electricity hum to him as if like it's like a or like a like you know like this giant really loud big hum and it's actually coming from the rocks and so um and uh i've experienced that at Saxe woman in peru um i've experienced that uh well, there's actually there's a lot of places in Peru that have a lot of noise in their um, megalithic stones and stuff. Um, Tikal had it in Guatemala. Um, what are those pyramids in Oaxaca? 
That's Montalban, but oh, you were there. You went there. That's I went right, there, And they have yeah. a noise. Like some of them are are, are buzzing, and then um, are for me. And then like in India, like there was a place I went to called um, uh, Mahabalipuram, and there are these like unknown megalithic stones that I've never heard anybody ever talk about, and I can't find any information about them online. But those things are crazy loud, and uh, you know. And then the other thing that well, Chaco Canyon is super loud for me as well, and uh, in New Mexico. And there's some pit, like when I was in, I think I showed you those pictures. Remember when I was in um, the Arches National Park in Arizona this or, or in Utah this um, this summer? I I was like going to the Delicate Arch, which is this famous like you know pretty arch, whatever. I just got done hiking that, and then like I heard like this buzzing noise, and I it was kind of like off the path. It wasn't where I was supposed to be walking, and I was like, oh, what is that? And so I walked over to, actually, I'll just put it in the video. I'll show I'll show the um the like what what actual petroglyph I found. But there was this petroglyph that like basically called me to it it was like buzzing so loud and I looked at it and it was like it yeah like I couldn't hand I mean it was super super loud so it's weird so were you by yourself or like with somebody and they didn't hear it at all yeah I was with my friend Becky and she didn't hear it at all she was just like I was like I was like that thing was making noise and she was like "Mm, no it's not (laughs) but okay yeah so uh I don't know like I guess I can hear rocks so there you go pretty yeah, there you go. I mean, well, you're, you know, people are sensitive to different things. I, I don't doubt it. Hey, if, if you feel like it's buzzing in your ear, it's interesting that you went to all these different places and it happened. Well, yeah. and I mean, I'm, I'm going to be going to Egypt in, uh, um, I'm going to be going to Egypt in uh, October. And like my working theory, which I don't even know is mine or whatever, but like, I, I actually think like maybe some of these megalithic stones and some of these structures and all, maybe even these petroglyphs and stuff, I think they might've actually been like power plants. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Portals or something. Like I still think there's some sort of resonant energy that, that is like as if they were machines that are still literally turned off. Operable. Yeah. 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 Huh. Maybe that makes sense. I don't know, but I, I, that's, that's sort of like how I've been justifying it in my head. Yeah. Well, I mean, that to me makes complete sense. You know, I don't know what they would be exactly generating, maybe like crafts coming and going or maybe portals to other dimension or who knows. But I, I don't doubt that. I mean, there's so, there's so many, there's so much unexplainable stuff and it just drives me crazy that people are like, no, it can't be. I'm like, what? Because you didn't see it. It didn't exist. I don't understand that doesn't, you know, or you didn't hear it, that that means that somebody else didn't hear it or, or, or did hear it or like, why, why does it just because you don't have the capacity doesn't mean that somebody else can't. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, I know like a big, like of, uh, I mean, I've read a lot of like the atheist books, like Richard Dawkins and, you know, Sam Harris and like, um, what's Christopher Hitchens. I've read a bunch of their stuff. I was into that for a couple of years. And like their biggest argument is kind of basically like, you know, the scientific method is like, is if, it, if it's not repeatable, it's not measurable. Like, you know, if it's not a consistent, like a one-off apparition of a ghost or something has zero validity because it's, they'll chalk it up to, oh, that the psychology of that person is somehow messed up. 
Well, or, I understand that too. I can get that, but at the same time, but like maybe there, there's way too many cases of it. And that's, what do you that's do definitely true. And what do you do if you're the person who's had the experience? Like, how do you justify right. that to yourself? It's like, yeah, exactly. I would love to go around being like, no, no, this is no, none of that is possible. What is possible is what you see and only what you see. It's like, well, well I see some messed up stuff. So exactly. And it bothers me that that scientific method, because I do believe in a scientific method, I think, of course, but mm -hmm. they make it sound like that's the only, that's the only method that's actually put to the test as if that scientific method should not be evolved in itself. So is sure. that the only standard of method? That's the only framework that we have to go with in order to test your theory. That's, that's the one we're using and saying, yes, that one's it forever. Right. Even when we know that like uh, there's spectrums, we, we only have, we have a very, very narrow vision of the, um, you know, the visible spectrum is very, very, very low. Right. I mean, Plus it's, right, we were just you know, talking about that. I hate when they're always saying things like, well, you know, the universe is composed of, uh, you know, whatever, 95% dark matter. You're like, what is dark matter? You know, like, well, it's the uh, ether is no longer a scientific thing. Ether was something that we looked at in the 1930s, and then we have uh, decided that it is just space. Space is space time, which is just flat and <laughs> void of anything. It is nothingness. And you're like, right. I, I, I don't, do, is that true? Do you know that that's true? I mean, I mean, like everything is just, but also, yeah, it's like, come on that it's, it had, it, so we're you're only up to 2019. That's it. Well, and it's kind of like, and we don't know anything. And you know, it's like me and my sister were talking about this today because you know, she's, she's a doctor and she was just, I was talking about, um, you know, the geology, like, like now they're like, oh, dinosaurs have feathers. So here we are, Jurassic Park making in these giant, you know, reptiles all the time. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, actually, maybe not so much anymore. We, we don't really know what all the, it's the story we come up with, like, we find a little statue with big boobs on it. And we're like, that's fertility. Yep. That's what that is. That they did a bunch of fertility rituals. That was a, right. everything's about fertility for them or sacrifice these were all sacrifices a lot of sacrificing and fertility it's like okay dudes like you have no idea you have like a, a tiny little statue that could be anything and well and that may have come later but what was before the original purpose like even the the pyramids in egypt i mean come on if what so we're going with the story right exactly that's exactly the point like that that, that that was it that that was it let's use the pharaohs the pharaohs were well, that's where they were buried and that was the reason why they were put up and the, they don't have the time off at all right and they've done their debt they've done their carbon studies and that's what it is that's when it's been created but they have yeah. that all wrong as well they built these giant tombs that took longer than their lifespan to build right. no <laughs> right no like, uh yeah and that's i mean like i mean Very like part of theories it, they really are. And it's, and it's weird and, and sad that we are still buying them at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm actually not like I, I, I listen to this podcast all the time called earth ancients. It's like one of my favorite podcasts. And, um, I'm actually going on their tour to Egypt in October. And it's all, all about like this guy, Muhammad Ibrahim is like a big researcher there. And he talks about like, there's actual tool markings, like power tool markings and like he'll take us to see that and like they're going like hey you guys like 
they either had a way of moving stones with frequency or pouring stone, like as like liquefying it and pouring it or whatever. But they are, they were not like moved on the backs of slave labor. Like, no, like definitely not. You know, coming thousands of miles away or god only knows right of quarries that we don't even know where they exist you know it's just exactly it's it's, it's gonna like uh no yeah we, we don't know what exactly happened right but what didn't happen is pharaohs with whips um d like being like build me this mountain for my 13 right. year old son that died right coming and i mean I, I, that's just not how it is right exactly um yeah there's a lot there are a lot of uncovered pyramids around the world or i, mean, I really i really want to go to the bosnian one there's a have you seen anything yes. about that? yeah 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 I, I, well i no, i've only heard that there is one, that there are i don't know more than one no uh, i mean like the there's one in the uh I can't remember the name of the town, but it's, it's like a mountain. It's like the biggest pyramid in the world. I mean, and they, they, you know, like a lot of people, uh, there's an argument whether or not people, some are going like, oh, it's, a, it's a man-made, but it's clearly a pyramid when you look at it. Um, so uh, I think that, but that one's like super new. Like it's only, or not new, obviously, yes. but I mean, it's super um, new that they're studying it right now. I mean, and there's some in China. Maybe that was the one the, where I thought that there was more than one. Oh, there, yeah, there are there are a lot in China, and even um, where the terracotta warriors are built. There's, I mean, that's only like ten percent of that is actually dug up, and they have a mercury river that they can see by lidar above. Like that's they found that in Mexico City also. A mercury river, a mercury deposit underneath. I think it's the Pyramid of the Sun. In, outside of Mexico City, but they found mercury under the pyramid. That's super, super cool. I mean, because they're finding a lot out with the, like they did the LIDAR yeah. on the whole Guatemalan and the Yucatan Peninsula area. And there's over 60,000 structures that are like un yes. undug right now. And they're looking at, I mean, like archeology span is just like booming with awesome new information. And it's just like blowing yes. our minds. Like like the place I, I said in the magnet thing that, um, Gobekli Tepe is in Turkey and it's the oldest known um, ruins that we currently have and they know that it's for sure like 13,000 years old at least and yet it has a lot of things that can mimic um, or, or ha that show maybe some relation to the Egyptian pyramids and they think that that may mean that the Egyptian pyramids are a lot older than we think and then exactly. um, it was intentionally buried like by, with pebbles. So it was oh. buried when it was in its heyday. So oh. they, they don't know why. Huh. Yeah. So like go back to Tepe. Definitely look up stuff about that. It's uh, super cool. And I'll put a picture of that on in a minute. Um, there's, there's in, the, in, in uh, Chiapas in southern Mexico, Palenque. And Palenque is a pyramid, which I've never been to, but I would like to go to. And um, Chichen Itza also is in yeah. southern Mexico that I have been to. But apparently there's another one that's in the same area that has not been covered that's just as big or bigger. Um, and I, when I visited Belize, they were just uncovering some pyramids. We went to go visit some ruins, and they were huge, like, yes, that's definitely a pyramid or at least some kind of ruin under that and they were just like globs of of hills and you were like oh yeah that's a pyramid 
that's completely overtaken by the far by by the uh by the the jungle you know well there's the uh, the, this when when i i was like looking into the mayan calendar for a while a while back and it, I haven't like reread a lot of the information recently, but I remember that like, if we're looking at the history of the world of the universe, I'm not exactly sure, but let's say when we take things like from, from the beginning of creation, let's say, mm-hmm. then everything like, let's say cell, cell life lasted. I don't remember how many millions of years, but like, let's say that was the first, that was the first life. Right. But all that information that was gathered was went to the next level and so at each level was shorter and um faster i guess faster than the level before than the time age before because all the information that was compiled it was like evolution like didn't need to be relearned so everything that was learned during the previous time period like the next time period already knew it so like when you got around to building um tools like using tools in human history they already knew how to communicate so they didn't have to learn language because language is already there and like you know so it got up to this point so everything was faster and faster because we already had that like mass initial yeah we all well we also we had that mass communication like when like cells like like communicate you know there's all sorts of like communication that's happening um between people all over the world like the hundred monkey the hundred monkey effect exactly right collective consciousness yes exactly the collective consciousness so so um so now that was the other thing with the 2012 is like we're getting to the galactic age and the galactic age is like well now we're starting to connect with the galactic we don't have to learn all these other things that we already know and it was like it was like i have to go look but all the different levels are represented in the pyramids um, in the Mayan pyramids. So each level was like, would be considered like a time, an age of like however many millions of years. And then at, towards the end, it was only like a really short period of time, like 10,000 years or most recently, I don't know when the galactic age started before the, the other one. And, and right before the galactic age was the mass communication, which is when the internet was invented. And like all this type of like super fast communication and so now the galactic one is like the one that we're like the highest About one. I think into, that, right. like pretty much that we're into now and getting into. And that's like when we're going to be able to like evolve to that level. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah. Mayan magics. It's a great um, website to learn about like just Mayan calendar stuff. That's really cool. I would love to look into that. And like, uh, a lot. It's interesting because, like, I'm you know, I'm finding out a lot of that stuff from like Clifford Mahune, uh, Mahune, and um, uh, like David Longbar Cinepass or whatever. Like, there are these like Native American elders who are coming out now and like speaking about um, basically um, their their religion, their teaching is that the Star People like seeded them here, and yes, you know, yeah, the creation they, stories they, have it right. Yeah, I mean, and they they like claim that they have ongoing connection with star people. That's what um, what are they called? Uh, stars of the sea. Um, uh, are you Ch- uh, Chinos or uh, uh, Cherry? No, it's Cherokee. Like, no, it's um, it's like the, those little dolls that they make, but they're called Chinos uh, the or Kachina. Kachina. Kachina dolls. Yes, yeah, I was thinking about. Them. The Kachina dolls, yes, exactly. Yeah, those are essentially, those are star people. And like when they come to them in ceremony or whatever, and they gave them information or whatever. And the reason that they're starting to share stuff right now is because 
we're um, at the age to do we're it. We're at the age to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool creation stories around the, um, about the, about star people and how they've always been here. Like that we've always communicated with them. And I don't know, it was pretty much until like, I don't know, we, we just decided to forget on purpose within the last, I don't know how many years I would say it would, would be like the last 15,000 years. I, I don't even know. Maybe it's been longer than that. How yeah. long has been, how, how long has pretty much the patriarch? Our, been? Our, I mean, it could be since like the last big flood, like, which maybe, you know, maybe that was like, I mean, it, it looks like, I mean, it, it's starting to look like basically, yeah, there's like geological evidence that there was massive flood, at least like between 10,000 to 5,000 years ago that covered the, or basically destroyed pretty much most everywhere. Of, yeah, exactly. Most of the world. And um, that could have been when a lot of, you know, knowledge was lost or kept or whatever. I mean, like indigenous, um, right. Every, like lots of different subsections survived, you know, but um, it seems as though uh, a lot of, knowledge was uh um selective at that point yeah. afterwards yes yeah well there's yeah there's also intentionally hiding some of the um the calendars like or destroying them on purpose because they really had had a lot of information that maybe the elites or whoever ran the world didn't want us to see or um, maybe they were unintentionally destroyed, but anyway, there's a lot of the history was already erased or just because of natural, like, like if or, the cow, you know, yeah, yeah. wear and tear. Like, like Napoleon's <laughs> men shot the nose off the Sphinx, you know, like in the 1800s or whatever, like they were just like, for yeah, target practice, they shot the nose. I mean, I mean, just like stuff like that always like hurts my heart a little bit. But um, it was before I was born. But you know, it's just like you know, our all our all wars do is just like destroy, uh, you know, our uh, potential. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like there's I can't think, there's a there's a word for um, where you basically you defame it and take the the face off of something and then like reappropriate it towards your culture. Um, yes, like, that I, happens all the time. Happens all the time throughout history has always happened. Um, the Trajan column has like, you know, like there's big menorahs they took and like just all this stuff like in Rome that you can like go and look and, and it's just, uh, it's crazy. Like um, a big obelisk and all the things that have been taken is, is, is crazy. And who knows what's, what's really going on. But uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I do, I do think it's one of those things where, I don't know, I think we are, I'm waking up, I think, I hope, and so that means other people are, have got to be. Exactly. Israel. Yeah, exactly. As we, as one person starts to wake up and more and more people do, then it's easier for other people to do. So whatever work you're doing, like for yourself, your self-work and like expanding your consciousness or connecting somehow to spirit, like you're helping other people do that. As you heal yourself in your own wounds, you're helping other people. And as other people do that, they help you too. It's like, it's, it's just inevitable. That's just the way it's going to go. Mm. So, I mean, we can, I don't know how deep you want to go into this, but like, uh, like, um, how do you reconcile or deal with like, uh, when you hear about like the darker conspiracies? 
I personally try to avoid them as much as I can because I'm an anxious kind of person to begin with and I get nervous. And so I don't really want to put my attention to it. And I, I truly believe that when you put your attention to something that is more positive, then it grows. Yeah. So I do try to avoid that, although and it's inevitable that I come across it. Um, and I do get like kind of like sucked up into it because there's a lot of, there may be truth to it, but I just feel like I'm going to just keep working on how am I going to bring the vibration to myself up and to like my environment, the people that I work with, like the people that I live around and try to avoid it. What about you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I also am like where your attention goes, your energy flows or whatever that kind of yeah. thing is. Like I, I definitely, uh, read, I mean, like I've been on a news diet, like a, a, a regular person or a 3d person news diet since, um, I don't know, three years ago. And yeah, I've been the most successful diet I've ever been on. <laughs> um, and, uh, it just makes me so much happier. And I also, I'm not that big on social media because I don't really care what you ate yeah. for dinner. And, uh, you know, like whatever, it's just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's really kind of, there's an inorganicy about, that's not a word, but, um, about like being like, Oh, so I saw your kid, you know, is playing baseball and that you have a kid and you know, that you live in New Jersey now, or that I would rather like, whenever, if I do see you again, like I'd rather organically find out what's going on in your life rather than right. No, I, I don't know. I just feel like the, that we're our own paparazzi is kind of bizarre and it's kind of like a it weird social experiment that I'm not really, I've decided I'm not, a, not really wanting to participate so much in. Um, but anyway, with, with that note, I, I, uh, I, I just, um, it does like everything does boil down to like the fact that like we are such parasites and that we are like stuck in these patterns and all that. I, I do sort of have to sometimes go like, is it all our own doing or is there outside influence on that? It's, and so like, I do sometimes go back to like, okay, well, how, how influential is this other stuff? So yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely, I, I get, I get taken down the, the, the rabbit hole um, a little bit, but at the same time, I try not to, if, when, when I feel it start affecting my mood, I go like, all right, too much of, uh, the cabal crap or whatever this is the grand, right. like, let's do like a loving healing meditation or like, let's like, let's focus on something cool yes. or, you know, whatever, like, exactly. and I mean, then I go into like, let's, let's, let's try to learn how to be magic. Like I want to learn how to like channel. I want to learn how to do telepathy. I want to learn how to fly. I want to learn how to like move stuff. I want to learn how, I mean, like then I'll start researching some kind of crazy thing like that. But, yeah, that's, that's great. Like exactly. Like I just research stuff that I like to research too. It's better. Otherwise you get sucked in and then like, well, anyway, like even if you do get sucked into something negative, it's like, okay, if you're able to be self-aware and be like, okay, I'm going to put the brakes on there and head. Well, and, and send that ideal love, be like, oh, that, that, that whole little thing seems like a big bag of suck. So right. let's just like send some, let's hope that that all gets, you know. Yes. You know, that's great because I, from my job, I'm on my, on the computer a lot. And I feel like 
when I'm not in nature enough, I know it and I get totally irritable mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm too much into the computer. I'm too much into social media or I'm not that much into social media. Usually I'm working, but if I am, then I could see triggers though. I could see how like, Oh yeah, this is cool. I'm going to watch, I'm going to read some article. This is interesting. Maybe I'll get some, you know, I follow like crop circle stuff. So I do get that on social media so that I can get into it. But then there's other stuff that really gets me like, triggered and I'm like ah oh, this is really annoying me I can't believe this and and then and then I'm like wait a minute I'm actually spending time thinking about this and I'm what am I supposed to do make a comment in a post to somebody that I don't even know about right. it like right I'm not gonna and so it's it is actually you could feel the energy there that's intense and so with the internet itself I feel like it's actually such a great tool you know but if we could send love into it and that it pops out when whoever's reading it, viewing it, seeing it, whatever, that they like, that we're spreading our love that way too, because we can use electronics to do that. And then, but I feel like right now it's pretty, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough out there. If you, if you're into, if you do see it on social media, because yeah. stuff I mean, in the news, like I've avoided news personally myself, but then it comes in through social media. So yeah, exactly. And it. I, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm in, I, I do Reddit. Like I'm, I'm kind of like a big redditor, and uh, like, cause like, there's a lot of like, you can like kind of, um, you know, get like I can, all I can, what get my news down to, or like the things I'm interested down to, like a tiny little circle, and like that, you know, like, I like to stay up, up to date with, you know, I'm, I have a lot of stuff on. I listen to a lot of podcasts, do a lot of uh, YouTubing, or like listen or watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. I have a lot of, um people I follow and stuff and I get like deemed of their subscriptions and these kinds of things. But yeah, like you then hear what they say, which then leads you doom to doom to doom to doom. And as soon as I also feel that disconnect, I kind of also have to be like, alrighty then like, like yeah. this is why I, I, I even decided like not to even like have an opinion about politics at all is because first of all, it's like, like in the U.S. when there's, there's like the Democrat, the Republican thing or whatever, right? Like for, like if I'm, if I'm going to sit here and go like, oh, well, this is what's right and this is what's right and this is what's wrong. I, does the fact that I'm sitting here letting my blood pressure get up talking about like this passionate process, is that going to, am I going to run for local government? Am I going to actually like do something that changes it? If I'm not, then I'm not going to like let it bring my mood down and like let that, 20 minutes that I sat there and did my little rant, um, affect anything in my life. Because if I'm not going to personally change it, then it, I don't really know exactly what good it's going to do me to spend my energy there. That's sort yeah. of like how, how I feel. So like, I want to, oh, I like to try to be, um, involved in things that, or focus my energy on things that like, I know that I am willing to personally put some form of action into, um, yes. Changing, changing or going into or focus into, you know? Yeah. So like, I mean, like I have gotten really the last, um, two years really into alternative building and permaculture and this kind of stuff. And I haven't done quite the action that I want to, but at least I feel like my research is getting pretty thorough to where if, and when I do build something, it is going to be pretty non-parasitic. <laughs> Yes. Well, there's so many possibilities. Nothing, it doesn't, nothing has to be parasitic, you know? Yeah, problem, exactly. yeah. 
The problem I have with this, with like reading stuff on, on the internet or trying to not be involved with stuff is that then I feel, I don't know if I, I feel like responsible because I feel like I know that I need to do something, but yet if I'm not, like if there's something, if there's an injustice, injustices really bother me, you know, like, and if, or if I think there's an injustice, it bothers me. So then I think, well, how am I going to change this? And that it, it should bother me because it's an injustice, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like not consume me or not or feeling like impotent and I'm not doing anything and therefore I'm not able to change anything or just feeling stuck like so I don't know I always go back and forth with this this is one yeah. of my struggles it, yeah it is it's a big struggle because you're kind of like well like if like people are doing horrible things to like kids and women and all that stuff it's like do you really like want to live in a world where that's like a reality and then you're in it and if you know that it's it's really going on like you know like what do you I mean but that's why I think it's like, um, for me, um, I try to, um, like think about the whole, like maybe we consciously came here and all this stuff, or, you know, we chose our path or whatever. And like, try to like, be like, I can't rectify any of this in my brain. So what I'm going to yeah. do is just send it love. Right. And right. Exactly. And I know that that's corny but it's like the only thing that I, I can do. So it's like, I just want, like, I'm like, I, like I said, I like try to heal myself. And then like, if it, I got any extra leftover and I'm feeling like I got some extra good energy, I just like send out some universal love to something that really needs it. Right. I don't yeah, know the that's... details of what needs it, but if it, if for whatever needs exactly. it, can have it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's tough because it's like, I guess maybe I get too into thinking about what other people think about what actions are, or, or it's like, you know, okay. I mean, all right, we won't get into it so much. Forget it because I don't want to bring it up, but it's like, Oh, thoughts and prayers. You can imagine where that's we're sending oh, thoughts right, and right. prayers, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, but nothing ever changes. And that's the joke about it. But then I'm like, but I personally think that if you're really, you, we actually can change it. We actually can change things, not through thoughts and prayers in a really superficial way, but but believing it and making changes and making small changes about ourselves and, and the situation that we're in and the privileges that we have, like we can actually change things. And, even, and it doesn't have to be like going out to every protest or demonstration or like, I don't know, whatever. But there are things that we can do that-, that Well, are, I mean, like, it's yeah. like, for instance, um, as a flight attendant, it's like, a, um, we have a training now for like, trafficking to where like we have to ask each person like what do you want to drink what do you want to drink what do you want to drink because like a big tell-tall sign is like when like somebody speaks for them or like they don't look like they belong with these people and they look like they're miserable and they can't say like oh I want a soda like um or I want a water like it's like he'll have water she'll have water I mean you know it, it's like you know so like we're we're in our training, we were asked to look at every single person individually and ask them what they want. And I know that's, that's awesome. like a sub, like a little thing, but it's, it's interesting because like you, like 99.9% .9 of everybody answers for themselves. But every once in a while you do have like either like, it's like that controlling husband or that like, or, you know, like whatever, or, or there's a lot of times where it's just like a natural, like the mom's just like, oh yeah, he's going to have a apple juice and she'll have a, a water and put a lid on it, please, or whatever. But, um, it, it does like help you to kind of like scan out if there's a situation that you get a feeling that you're not so sure what's happening because 
like a lot of things go through the airlines and then you know it kind of helps us to um you know and like I, I know some I haven't personally seen anything that I thought was super horrible but I know I do know some other flight attendants that have caught stuff so you wow. know no, it's it's so important to be vigilant and to know that that's great that, that you're receiving that kind of training. So important. Yeah. So I mean, I get, I mean that's just one example of like people are talking about stuff. So the awareness has come up to where like you know that's yeah. like one little front line like gate or you know like that. Yeah, means, like something like, that you can change. Something to, yeah. you have control over something. Like you can be intuitive and like be be aware, be conscious yeah, of what's be happening. About like yeah yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. Yeah. Otherwise, social media can bring you down. 